0: Welcome, everybody. Episode number five hundred and twenty-four of Get Paid for Your Pad. Today, I have a fellow European on the podcast, Mister Dave Courtner. He's the founder of uh, Central Belfast Apartments. Belfast is a city in uh, in Northern Ireland. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I've been there actually once. Uh, back when i was a travel blogger uh we drove through the city i haven't seen it that well but um but yeah looking forward to learning a bit more about the city and uh dave is uh he manages uh, 60 apartments uh, in belfast he has uh, a an incredible website i'm very impressed with your website centralbelfastapartments.com Um, Definitely check it out if you're if you're listening to this podcast. Check out uh, Dave's website. And today we are talking about how to scale your Airbnb business by becoming the number one expert on Airbnb in your marketplace. So, David, uh, Dave, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much. Thanks for having me.
0: I'll uh, I'll do my best. It's a little early since you're in Europe. Like uh, I I just got out of bed uh, thirty minutes ago, (laughs) so I hope everybody bears with me if I say. Sleepy things, but um but yeah man, I'm excited to dive into this. Give us uh give us a little background story, like how how did you get started with Airbnb out there in uh Northern Ireland?
1: Yeah, so I started about 15 years ago, and you know, that's long before Airbnb was ever created, um, back in the olden days. And it was it was from helping out my parents, they had a called a service accommodation or a holiday let back then and I used to help them out when they would go on holiday or when they were busy I would meet the guests I would do all the cleaning and I just sort of fell in love with it I'm really passionate about Belfast as a city and I loved showcasing it to people who were coming there for the first time and telling them about all the cool places to go and and then whenever I would meet them at checkout to do the cleaning I loved seeing how how good a time they would had they were blown away by it they hadn't they hadn't expected it to be as good so I sort of really fell in love with it and In 2014, I got the opportunity to buy my own place. Um, And that's when things sort of really changed for me because instead of doing everything the way my mum and dad did it, I was able to put my own stamp on what type of property I got, the way it was decorated, how I set up the systems and and really how I dealt with the guests. So um, after after the first year, I had enough saved up to buy a second property and the rest is history then. I sort of took it, left full-time work and decided I was going to do this full time. The year after that, then in 2016, my mom and dad wanted to retire. So I ended up managing their four properties and saw this is a really good way to increase my portfolio without having to buy places um, and started a management company there. So we now work with property owners and investors who want to make money from Airbnb, but don't have the time or the expertise. So they hand it over to us and we're... The experts in our industry and on this island, and maybe in the UK as well. And yeah, it's been a it's been a a fast and crazy roller coaster, but I love it. I always love
0: talking to people who's who got started before Airbnb existed, because you know, like mo- most people have started because of Airbnb, right? Airbnb has really made this industry like so much more you know accessible to a lot of people and um and so it's hard for us to imagine like you know how do what does your marketing look like when there is no otas and there's no instagram and none of yeah,
1: that yeah so it's so weird so there was no facebook either i don't think so there was no facebook pages or you know there was no google ads so basically we had the northern ireland tourist board um i don't know if other countries have that but you would list your property on there it was like the most basic old fashioned ota ever um it just had a phone number on it and people would just phone and ask if they could come and stay and stuff so it was very clunky and you know dial up sort of thing um certainly when airbnb came and booking.com it you know it just streamlined everything and um certainly i remember back in those early days of airbnb you know, there was our listings and there was maybe half a dozen other ones in Belfast. And like, you know, no one was doing it in our city. Um, mm. our tourism industry was just getting started. Now it's, it's, it's flying. It's really, it's really accelerating fast. Um, we've got some great stuff to see here, but certainly back in the day, it was very old school. There was no, no diary that you could log on to. It was pieces of paper in a folder and everything written down. And, um, so times have changed a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Like last week I talked to um, I talked to Robert Nunez and one thing that we talked about is how those traditional marketing strategies of just going to the tourism board and going to these, these, you know, organizations that have existed for a long time uh, for your marketing is actually quite powerful now because like everyone is just relying on the OTAs and those old school strategies are not being used anymore. And it actually makes them powerful now.
1: Absolutely, and I think I think this should be looked at as an OTA, but one of the things I always talk about about the OTAs is to just rely on one is really short-sighted and foolish and, and quite risky in a way because there are lots of people who just prefer to use different ones. So I myself, when I go on holiday, I always book my accommodation through booking.com. There are plenty of people who would only use Airbnb, and there are plenty of people who would like to go and find out more traditional methods of going through a tourist board or even Google if they search on that. So one of the things I always talk about whenever I'm, I'm talking to people who are getting started is to get your property everywhere. You know, the internet is a big place and you need to be able to cut through the noise and sort of have your property and and your listing everywhere where there's going to be eyeballs on it. So it's not just about one property or one OTA. Yeah.
0: You mentioned uh, you mentioned your apartments are like ranked like number one on Tripadvisor. Now, Tripadvisor is an interesting platform because not not that many people use Tripadvisor, right? It's you always hear about Airbnb and Booking.com and Vrbo, um, but Tripadvisor, Expedia, and there's some other ones. Like, do you get a lot of
1: bookings from there from Tripadvisor? So it's a bit confusing. Tripadvisor almost have like two sites. So whenever I set up our I only set up TripAdvisor to be a review platform for somewhere to host our reviews that, that was a sort of overarching thing. So obviously you get your reviews on Airbnb and on booking.com and on Google and Facebook, but people trust TripAdvisor, certainly in Europe anyway. If, if I'm looking to go to a restaurant or a hotel, I'll look it up on TripAdvisor because you know, those are unbiased um, reviews. They now have a, a, a booking platform on there as well. So we are linked to that, but a lot of the reviews that are on there have also came from booking.com guests and Airbnb guests and Google guests and direct booking guests. And we always just encourage them to, to, to leave a review on TripAdvisor. Um, And so, yeah, we're number one on that. We've won awards as well last, this year. We won Northern Ireland's leading service departments at the world travel awards. And we also won best service department operator in the UK at the service department awards. So one of the things that's key for us is that customer experience. And that's one thing that I've kept along in our business from those very first days when I was helping my mom and dad, you know, I wasn't making any money back then whenever I was helping them and I was just fully invested in those guests experience. So what sort of a time they were having. Did they go to the best bars? Did they know where the ATM was? Or the, the you know, the nearest supermarket might not be the best supermarket. So I was giving them, the, you know, if you walk five minutes more, you'll get to the best place. And just really ensuring that they have a good time when they're there. And that's how you get good reviews um, is by, you know, I think a lot of people sometimes they think, it's just the product. It's just the property that they sell. People just exchange money for the property, but it's not that. This is a this is a holiday, a vacation that people are coming on, and it's how they experience their entire trip that leads to those good reviews. And when you get the good reviews, you can charge the higher rates, and it, mm-hmm. everything in this business becomes easier when you have good reviews. Yeah,
0: yeah, but that's one of the reasons why I asked about Tripadvisor because, like, I <clears throat> I use Tripadvisor too to check out like what i wanted things to do or like you yeah know, check out if it's if it's a good hotel or a good restaurant things like that um but i've never booked anything through that but i uh, no. i guess that makes a lot of sense like you you, you just kind of use it as a credibility to gain credibility essentially
1: yeah yeah uh, it's, it's like you say yeah it's um it's a good review platform for everything and hospitality
0: yeah um i want to talk about becoming the Becoming top of mind in your marketplace when anybody thinks about Airbnb or short-term rentals. Uh, I, you know, I really think you've done a terrific job at this. Um, this is kind of what we always teach in our legends X program. When people want to scale, it's like, Hey, you gotta, you gotta become the expert in your market that anybody who wants to do something with short-term rentals, they'll, they'll come to you. Um, I see you do like YouTube videos. I see you have a ton of content on your website. Um, centralbelfastapartments.com B- you, you mentioned before we started recording when you walk the streets of Belfast people sometimes recognize you they'll come up to you because you're putting out some of its content
1: yeah and you know it's funny you mentioned our website actually because I don't remember even the last time I put anything on our website it's it's been a while and what I've really been focusing on is video content and um, the, the beauty of video content is you can't just f- show that everywhere on the website on google my business on linkedin facebook instagram tiktok and youtube you can put it everywhere and when the pandemic came and everything was sort of shut down and we were all this was the longest rainy day of our lives everything that i'd been putting off for years because it was too busy running the business i thought right well now is my time to to instead of Wallowing about everything that's happening to us, now I can actually take some action and and move forward and and come out of the pandemic in a stronger position. So, for me, video content was the thing that I knew was gonna gonna have the most impact. You know, if you write a blog, that's one thing. If you do uh, audio podcast, that's another thing. But if it's something visual, a video, that's both of those things together. Um, and yeah, so we started shooting video content. So the the main reason I started that was because. The, the tourism bodies in, in Northern Ireland, so it's Visit Belfast and Tourism Northern Ireland, their marketing budget just shut off. They were not doing anything whatsoever to promote this city or this country. And I thought, well, now is a great opportunity for me to start shouting loud when no one else is talking. I can put some stuff out and really get noticed. So we started talking about the best things to do outside, the best walks, the best, you know, everything that was within the, the current restrictions. Um And I just love doing it. So, And I never really stopped. Um, And I think I became like a content generating machine. I was just pumping out videos consistently and in in different fields as well. So it very much started out about visiting Belfast and the types of things to do in the city and trying to generate bookings for our business in a time when there wasn't many bookings to be had. Um, But then I started talking about business aspect of how to how to set up an airbnb and what's entailed and um how to do it the right way and stuff based on my experience and expertise and yeah people really resonated with it and it is funny because we've got like tiktok's been a great one for us so you know youtube's great obviously but tiktok is insane So for our Central Belfast TikTok account, which showcases like bars, restaurants, cool things to do. We actually do interviews with with visitors to the city and and, um, find out why they came here and what their experience of it is. We've got like 18,000 followers on there. Um, But because of TikTok's algorithm, it shows the videos where the geographical, where the account is located. So as I do all these videos to try and promote the city, to get people to come in, it's people in the city that actually see a lot of the videos. So yeah, when I'm out in the street, people I get funny looks from people and they're like, who <laughs> are you? You're that guy from TikTok. And then <laughs> because I have two accounts, because I have the, here's me drinking, here's me trying to find the best Guinness in Belfast. So we did a series of that. Uh, and that's all fun and lighthearted. But then I have a more professional one where I'm talking about, you know, how to, how to start an Airbnb business and how to do it successfully. And that's a lot more professional and, and business orientated. I never know what one they've seen. So I never know how to respond. So um, okay. it's just a bit of an awkward one. Plus my name isn't on either of them. So all I get is you're that guy. No one ever knows you're Dave. It's always you're that guy from TikTok. Um, but yeah, it's good fun. And honestly, like I think, you know, we, we spoke before coming on. If... If someone who's visiting Belfast but staying with one of our competitors sees my video and realizes it's from my business, and even though they haven't stayed with us, I know they're going to go home and tell people Belfast was amazing. It was so good. And look, we stayed here, but look, I found this other profile and this other website and like check that out. Um, And likewise with, with the Airbnb coaching stuff, you know, loads of people have a vague interest in any topic, then there's the next level of people who have a bit more of an interest and are actively looking for it. And then there's more people who are actively doing it already and who will respect seeing that content. So by just being prolific with your content, just pumping stuff out all the time, um, you just get spotted by so many of these people on different levels. And even if they don't comment or respond or share, you're making these impressions silently in the background. Um, you know, if you you can get analytics on LinkedIn, for example, and, you know, if you put a video on, you might get 10 likes, but you might get 5,000 impressions. You know, those 5,000 people have watched that video and they, they'll be in the background, but they'll have seen you and your face and your, heard your voice. Um, and it's all about that brand building in the background that um, I think whenever one of those people then... Speak to someone who says, I want to get started in Airbnb. They'll be like, oh, I know a guy. Um, so it's about being prolific, being everywhere as much as possible.
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, it's <clears throat> the like the way that we like to describe it is like being top of mind in your marketplace for anything. When anybody thinks short-term rentals, right? They think of you. And like you mentioned, like, you know, some people, they might not even stay with you. They might be visiting belfast right and and they've seen your face on on one of your videos and now suddenly they're thinking hey this is a cool city like i might want to buy a home here All right who are yeah. they gonna go to where they gonna go to like hey where should i buy what neighborhoods i mean you have i look at your website you have like videos on on anything in belfast so they're gonna they're gonna think okay well this guy probably knows what the best neighborhood is let me ask him right and guess no. who's gonna manage it right yeah exactly
1: exactly exactly <laughs> And uh, once you go, once you get to that level of sort of you try and set yourself a level of sort of excellence, it's a very secure place to be because you can then turn down lots of business that you don't want. Instead of being busy with the wrong business, you can be confident enough and comfortable to say, no, thanks. I don't need that. I'm holding out for something better. And then when that better thing comes, you're a much better place to actually deliver on it. Yeah.
0: I want to talk a little bit about how to be consistent with creating this this content right you mentioned tiktok um you mean you know i've watched some of the videos that you put out there you know i'd see i see a lot of people what they struggle with is like you know hosts who want to get started and like putting themselves out there and just kind of really building the brand and and putting content out they they typically they'll do it for a while and then they kind of give up um So I'm I'm curious, like how do you've done so much content? Like how how do you find like the consistency? Do you have a specific way of doing it, or a system behind it, or
1: process? Um, It's a work in progress for me, and I I don't I certainly don't think that I'm perfect. Um, I I sort of started the thing that I find makes me most consistent is paying someone to either to film it and edit it, because when you're paying someone else you know, that money's coming out and you, you need to sort of find the day for a shoot or find some video for them to edit. Um, previously, I was, for especially for TikTok, I was trying to film them and edit them myself. When I was doing that, there was no accountability. There was no one pushing me to do it. Whereas now I'm paying camera guy and an editor and it's a digital marketing agency. Um, and they're the ones pushing me. They're saying, right, come on, we need to get, we're running out of content. We need to get another day to come out and shoot. Um, so yeah, that's, that's sort of the way I've done it is, is, is proper accountability. Um, but another thing I think about is a lot of people and I felt this as well at the start thought, well, what am I going to talk about? I, I have nothing to really talk about, but there's so many, there's so many things when you actually peel it back. And one thing someone always says to me is you don't know, mountain of value you're already standing on so you as an expert think well that isn't valuable content everyone knows that but it's not you know it and i know it because we're in the space but you know joe blogs on the street who wants to get started doesn't have a clue about anything you know you might do a video of how to set up airbnb profile and you might think that's the easiest thing in the world but For someone who hasn't registered an Airbnb account that could be a terrifying experience and they might be thinking well you know I, I don't know what to do I'm too scared to even start it so there are so many extremely basic things that you can just get on and start talking about and also anytime you do a video or you you speak to someone and you tell them what you do and they ask you a question like if if that person is asking you that question guaranteed there's hundreds or thousands of other people who would also want to know the answer to that so there's so many things that we just brush off because we think that's too basic people already know that when they don't
0: yeah 100 i'm just uh i'm just looking up a video that i did uh six years ago when i when i you know i was a couple years in with my with my airbnb in amsterdam and uh I was thinking like, how can I, what, what else can I do outside of Airbnb to promote my apartment? So I I put up a video and I called it uh the name of my neighborhood, which is uh, the pipe. It's called, that's the name of the neighborhood. And I put the coolest neighborhood in Amsterdam. And I literally just like, as <clears> I was walking towards my apartment, I was like, All right, I'm just going to do this. I pulled out my phone and I just did a, a one minute. It's not, a, yeah, it's one minute and one second. It's a selfie video. All right where I'm just talking about like my neighborhoods and I'm like describing why I think it's the coolest neighborhood in Amsterdam. And then I put it up on YouTube and uh, I linked up my, uh, my Airbnb and, uh, and I was like, literally like that took me like five minutes. I didn't edit it. I didn't do anything. You know, I just put it up there and I started getting people, booking with me and telling me like hey i saw that video like your your neighborhood looks really cool i figured like i book your airbnb since you put up that video you know i figured you know the you know you know the neighborhood well yeah and that video like i kid you not i'm just looking at it right now it has like 15,000 views you wow. know 15,000 people who come, travel to amsterdam have looked at that video and I, I don't even want to watch
1: it because i feel embarrassed watching it cuz yeah, so yeah. bad you know
0: i don't I mean, that's
1: It's such a good point because, like you say, you just, you just pulled your phone out and did it, didn't edit it, and just posted it and just put the link to your Airbnb. And I think so many people, and I've seen it with people I know, they procrastinate because they want it to be perfect. They think it's going to be the perfect video, and they can't post anything until it is perfect. I've seen people say... I have all these ideas, but I want to get the right mic or I want to get the right camera first. And that's just a procrastination. You've proven it by just taking your phone out, videoing for one minute and posting it as it was. You know, you could have easily thought, oh, uh, I stumbled over my words a bit here, so I'll edit that out. And you may never have posted it because it might have just been forgotten. So I think, you know, just get started. Just start posting stuff, you know, with, with, With an Airbnb business, there's so many things you could could post about. You can post about coffee shops nearby, parks. Literally, it could be a walk around the park. You could be doing a behind-the-scenes. You could do a video tour of the apartment. There's so much stuff that that we can um, post as as hosts that our guests genuinely do want to know. And you can send those videos to them on check-in, you know. I genuinely have videos that I send to guests that say, here's where the key safe code is or here's where the key safe box is um, or like a, an apartment tour, basically like, thank you for coming to stay. I'm going to give you a quick run through of everything in the property. And people watch those, you know, they just they they're hungry for information and you can get across a lot more information in a video than you can in an email. You know, yeah. the same information would be a massive email.
0: Yeah. I think also the power... The power of video right <clears throat> you, you touched on this one thing is i noticed like <clears throat> we have all of our students in our in our legends x program they have to put up a selfie video in in their in their slack pod to introduce themselves to the other students right and one thing that i realized is like people do not like to take videos of themselves yeah right? it's outside of the comfort zone right
1: it's, it's just easier
0: to to write a blog post you know but like to yeah. to create a video of yourself, like that's most people just don't want to do that, right? So yeah. like I think that's one. You know, you're st- you're you're right away you're standing out from your competitors because you're the one who's who's
1: putting your face on the camera. Yeah, and and it does get easier, but it only gets easier when you put the reps in. So if you look back on my YouTube channel, it's like go like sort it of by date added, and then go to the oldest one first. You'll see me I'm still sitting in this room but I am nervous. The camera's like right up here. I'm so close. It's crap, but I only got better because I kept doing it, you know. And and that's another form of procrastination. There's no amount of books you're going to read that when you do your first ever video it's going to be perfect. It's always going to be crap at the start, and it's only by doing it again and again and again the, each time you do it, you think, "Oh, I can do this a bit better, or I can use this a bit different." And you only get better through experience. <laughs> so, like, don't procrastinate. Just start. Uh, like, you've done five hundred so ep- episodes of this podcast. Like, amazing. Yeah,
0: I, I read something. <clears throat> I read something the other day about um, about the difference between people that are successful with creating content and people that are not successful with creating content, and. <clears throat> It said something about the people that are successful are the ones that are okay with putting embarrassing stuff out there for people to watch. You know, and it's it's so funny because I, you know, I mean I have so many old videos on my YouTube channel. When I look at it, I'm just like, I just want to hide in (laughs) the You know, Eric's favorite thing to do is like look up an old video of mine and post it in our team Slack so (laughs) everybody can laugh about it.
1: But you have to you have to um, try the things, you know. So you're going to have an idea and you think, ah, that's a good idea. And you try it and it might be shit or it might be amazing. It might really pop off, but you're not going to know unless you try. And someone once told me the good thing about bad content is that no one ever sees it. You know, <laughs> if your video is rubbish, no one's going to watch it. So it's not like you're worried like thousands, you know, your video about um, the coolest neighborhood in Amsterdam 15,000 people watched that because it was a cool video. If that was a rubbish video, you know, no one would have lasted more than a few seconds before they clicked off. So no one would have seen it. And I think that's one thing people forget.
0: Yeah. And it's also, you know, what is good content, right? That's also a really good question to ask, you know, from, from what I've seen, like i I mean, you can, you can have like a video that's edited that has perfect lighting, has perfect sound, but if you're if you're talking about something that people are not interested in, then yeah. what's the point, right? So it's like a, a good a good video, in my opinion. Like I think the most important thing is just uh authenticity. Like people people yeah. love watching reality shows, right? People want to mm-hmm. see what's real, right? So literally just walking around your neighborhood with a self taking a selfie video of yourself, obviously projection wise, it's it's crap, right? But but you know it's authentic and people are interested in the in the topic. So you know yeah. maybe it's good content. Like you said, like if people watch it, it's good content.
1: Yeah. And the only way you're gonna know is to keep putting it out. You might have, like I say, you might have an idea and you think this is genius. Everyone's gonna want this. And you could do it, edit it, it looks amazing, but it just doesn't land. People don't care about the way you've you the point you've made. Whereas you you only really know whenever you start churning out stuff, you talk about it in all different ways. One of those ways is gonna stick. And then you realize, okay, I'm on to something here and I can sort of focus in on that avenue. But you only get that from being prolific across everything that you do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. One thing that you mentioned that I think is really important too is accountability. Right. Like if you wanna if you wanna be consistent with something, you need to have accountability in place that accountability can come from your video editor. As you mentioned, you could also partner with somebody. Like when I started this podcast, I I was doing it with a buddy of mine. And so like, you don't want to let the other person down. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's, there's, there's different ways of creating accountability, but, uh, but I definitely think, you know, if, if, if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're thinking, okay, well, you know what, like I want to put out one video a week. I'll put it on YouTube. I'll put it on Instagram, whatever you want to do. Let's say, I would say let's choose a cadence, right? Whether it's once a day or once a week, or even if it's once yeah. a month, just to choose a cadence and then and then um think ahead. Like because the 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 biggest <clears throat> the biggest reason I think when people stop is because they they, they don't know what to talk about, right? Mm. So like what I was recommend is like, okay, why don't you if you do like once a week, map out the next three months with topics, you know, take sit go sit at a bar order a pint of Guinness and and map out those, those, those topics, because then when the day comes that you have to record it, then you already know the topic. You already know what you're talking about. Right. So, you know, that's, that's what I find is the best kind of like the best way to,
1: you know, to get that consistency. And to add to that, have a notes app on your phone and have it open with content ideas, because I don't know about you, but when I'm in the shower or I'm when I'm walking the dog, these random ideas just pop into my head of like oh i could talk about that and just pull out your phone put it down now because if you wait an hour you'll forget it so you have to jot it down um and then just go on about your day and then when it comes to you're a bit stuck for content you pull out the phone and you've loads of stuff there also as well like consume content you know like go on instagram and tiktok and youtube and look at other people's content and be inspired by it and think, you know, if you agree with something, you think, okay, well, I agree, but I have my own slant on it. Or if you disagree with something, you can do a video of why this isn't right or something like that. So it's, I don't know if it works to sit down and say, now I'm going to be creative and think of, you know, six months worth of content. You almost need to be stimulated by other things. You need to be fired off uh, in your head about different avenues to go down with, with content ideas yeah
0: hundred percent man I mean just uh me just putting up that old video that i that i uh created already gave me some inspiration, like oh, I could send an email to our list and show them this video and n- inspire people or I could you know there's other content that I created I can create around that so that's a hundred percent hundred percent true like I have a notebook um I actually have on my phone I actually have a very simple note where I just jot down ideas as they yeah. as they come to me um <clears throat> Dave, before I let you go, you you know you obviously you're very successful. You 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 got 60 units, uh, in in your marketplace in Belfast. Um, I want to ask you like, if there's what's one thing that you would have done differently if you would have started over? Ooh, I know
1: I'm throwing a bit of a curveball here, but yeah, no, it's it's a good question, and I think. I think like anyone who starts out or who has been doing this for a long time, there were no sort of coaches like you or I when we started. So we, we've made our mistakes ourselves and we've learned from them and it's been a lot slower than perhaps it could have been. You know, if you want to learn to play the drums, you go to a drum teacher and you learn it far quicker than if you were to just sit by yourself hitting them. You're never going to learn that or you're going to learn it a lot slower. So I never really looked for any sort of education or um, coaching or mentoring of how to do things the right way. I just sort of stumbled along from mistake to mistake and failed forward, which has been very good for me because I feel resilient and robust and that I know exactly what I'm doing. And I can tell people that won't work because I've already made that mistake and you don't need to do that. So for someone else who was just getting started, I would say get as much education as you can. Don't procrastinate, don't wait until you've read every book going before you start but make sure you have someone there to help you on your journey a professional who's who's been there and done it that's why i set up the coaching um as i say there were no coaches when i got started i also think airbnb owners can get a bit of a bad reputation because there are some ones who, who don't really care about guests and are just in it to make the money and i'm trying to I'm trying to turn that reputation back around and make us, uh, you know, the professional industry that we are um, by showing people how to get set up and run their business the right way. So for me, if I was starting out again, I probably would have looked for books more and education, even though there weren't any. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: That's why, that's why I started writing get paid for your pad because back in 2012, that's, I was looking for books and yeah, like yeah, there wasn't much available at the time. Right.
1: Yeah. It's such but a yeah, new
0: industry. That's a good advice. I like I like how you compare it to like learning the drums. Like like literally no one is gonna just buy a
1: drum set and no. sit down and go like, no. all
0: right, well let me hit left, hit right, and see what yeah. happens.
1: <laughs> and it sort of it makes sense because cause a drum set is quite quite expensive. So I mean you don't even know what set to buy. Do you buy a good one or a bad one, a cheap one or an expensive one? And then, yeah, you're just sitting there banging away. You're never going to learn and you're going to make so many mistakes. It's going to take forever and you're just going to get frustrated and just give up. Whereas if you go to a drum teacher, you're going to use their drums for a while. Then they're going to tell you, look, these are the right type of drums for you. And here's how to play them. So, yeah.
0: Well, you know, the, the interesting thing is I remember when I first purposed my book, a lot of people asked me, um, you know, what, what, how many pages is it? You know, and I was like, oh, like 250, 300 or whatever it was. And they'd be like, wow, you, that's a lot of, like, what what is there to write about? Like Airbnb? I mean, you just, anybody can just create a listing, right? Like, you know, the, so I think there was kind of, and maybe there still is, but I think there's the perception that people have of like Airbnb, creating an Airbnb listing is easy. So like, you know, building an Airbnb business must be easy and they don't realize like, what you know, that there's a lot to it. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I think a lot of pe- people might have that perception of like, oh, this is an easy thing to do, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think so. And I think that's what happens is people will bring a property to the Airbnb market and then they'll be completely, they'll either be swamped with loads of bookings and they can't cope or they'll have no bookings because they haven't set it up the right way. And in both of those cases, they'll just throw the towel in and think this isn't for me. <laughs> And they'll either say things like Airbnb doesn't work or Airbnb is saturated in my market. All these excuses were really, they've brought the wrong product or the wrong system. And I think anyone who actually is in the industry will know there are a lot of things that you need to think about and consider and systemize and plan. Um, And that's that's why I wrote my book as well, um, The Five Star Fundamentals. Um, So I, I sort of tried to condense everything down into five things. So... Property, choosing the right property, getting in the right location, setting it up the right way. People, how to deal with the guests, what sort of things they're going to ask for and how to ultimately get those five-star reviews. Promotion, where to get the bookings from, about being on all the different booking websites and getting direct bookings as well and the video content in there too. Processes, how to systemize everything to make it so you can run your listings and your property and your business from anywhere in the world. And then protection, um, so keeping those bad guests out. We're in the city. We get lots of people coming. They want to have parties and things. So it might not be as applicable to more rural properties, but um and certainly I think those five things are are common anywhere in the world. The five P's. Five P's, five fundamentals.
0: <laughs> awesome, man. Um well uh I was about to ask you, like, let, let the listeners know how they can find you. Um
1: so I love if I really want to keep growing my TikTok account. I love doing it. It's it's such a a way to get reach, such organic reach everywhere. So I'm seeing already people from all over the world on my, it's just at Airbnb coach. And if you've any interest in Belfast, it's called at Central Belfast. Um, and you'll see where the best Guinness in Belfast is. Um, on YouTube, we're Dave Cordner, Central Belfast Apartments. You can get me on LinkedIn, on Instagram too, at Center Belfast Apartments or Airbnb Coach. So, like I say, I'm trying to be omnipresent everywhere.
0: Right on, awesome man. Well, I appreciate your uh, your time and sharing your wisdom with us today. Um, and if I'll ever come to Belfast, I told you my brother lives in Ireland, so I I am there every now and then, and uh, I'll come uh, check out some of your places.
1: Absolutely. Thank you very much for having me.
0: Thanks, thanks, Dave. And uh, yeah. thanks to all the listeners. Hope you enjoyed this episode. And uh, we'll be back on Friday. Have a great week.